0: Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we help you get leaner, stronger, and perform better through nutrition, movement, and the art of inner work. And today's episode really focuses on some easy practices for that inner work. Then again, inner work is never easy. Before we dive in, I just want to give you a reminder that this is your last chance to pre-register for the Beyond Macros coaching program and save $269 off the price, plus get bonuses like unlimited macro revisions, 24 meal prep ideas, and free coaching calls. And that's why I changed the name from Group Coaching Program to The Coaching Program. We still have the group component, and every membership has two one-on-one calls with a coach. That's more than any email-based nutrition coaching companies offer. So this is no longer just group coaching. This is coaching at an extremely affordable price. Head on over to beyondmacros.com slash group to learn more and to take advantage of our massive pre-registration deal.
1: I'm more of a stress eater, so trying to identify what triggered me was really helpful. And, and I got pickier going out, uh, I live in DC and there's a very very um, strong social life type of, of events that I wouldn't say no just because I didn't want to be rude uh, and now I kind of started saying no more often I really want cut pickier to be around the people that I really want to be around and getting to eat food that I really really want to eat that I wouldn't prepare at home um, I think uh, In addition to that, trying to identify other behavioral changes that I need to adjust for, that having a cheat meal was not the end of the world, um, and getting back on track didn't really mean cut calories the next day. Otherwise, uh, just get your calories in, get your macros in and get back on track meant do what you're supposed to do the following day regardless. I think that the more helpful part of the program are the office hours. Uh, I try to show up as often as I can. Getting to ask questions or or see what the rest of the group has uh, to say regarding their struggles uh, or their accomplishments also helps me create a set of toolkits that I can work with throughout the week. And if not, reach out with questions and and try to to keep myself accountable by, by showing up. I think that the changes that I've made, that I will try to keep as a as a staple of, of my behavior towards food, is make the time to meal prep, uh, make the time to grocery shop, even if it's online. Like get those those nutrients in, uh, trying to incorporate or trying to test what veggies and fruits and, and meats work best for me. I started meditating and and doing other things that are around. Uh, nutrition, but not necessarily from a feeding standpoint that have helped me either cool myself down or getting set for the day, um, not skimping on, on sleep, um, and if I'm tired, really looking into what I've been doing or what I've been eating, I think it's, it's what will allow me to readjust uh, on a daily basis. And I'm trying to listen to my body more. I think that's those are the changes that will stick with me.
0: Almost two months ago, I embarked on a journey to the Pacific Northwest to be a mentor for the Young Men Rites of Passage organization that was created by two of my closest friends on this planet. Men I consider brothers. And when you hear Rites of Passage... You might think we are putting these boys through some grueling physical challenges to earn the right to be called young men. But that's not how the Journeyman Institute works. In order to create men of the future who are really in touch with their whole selves, we challenge these boys to take a look in the mirror, reflect, discover, and express what's going on in their inner world. We challenge them to search for what type of man they want to be. And then we get them to claim the man they will grow into. After my 10 days as a mentor, the work was only beginning for Nikki Wilkes and Alex Craighead, Journeymen's co-founders. The magic in their program is that after these life-changing rites of passage experiences, they continue to help the young men integrate the lessons they learned and stay accountable to becoming the man they claim they want to become. So in today's episode, I asked each of the Journeyman staff to share their favorite questions for self-reflection so that you have some tools you can use in the quiet moments between work, working out, family life, and socializing. Here is Nikki Wilkes, the
2: original visionary of Journeyman with his big questions. My name is Nikki Wilkes and I am a journeyman mentoring the leaders of tomorrow through natural mentorship and organic leadership. One of my favorite questions that I use as a filter for myself before I open my mouth, especially in sacred containers and counsel uh, in transformational work, is what serves? If I use that as a basic level of inquiry, I know that from that point on, whatever leaves my mouth for my own expression or for the benefit of the group is intentional. And I use these three scales for what serves. The first scale is... What serves self? Is this statement, is this question going to benefit me personally? And of course, that's not the only thing that matters. So the second scale is what serves this circle? What serves the people that are immediately around me that can hear what I'm about to say or what I'm about to ask? And the third scale is society or big circle. And is what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do or what I'm going to ask going to benefit the greater world around us? And with that three-scale system, I don't always have to be serving myself. I don't always have to be serving circle or society. But if I'm hitting one of the three, it's probably worth expressing. If I can hit two out of the three, that's solid. And if I can be in that place of expression where I'm serving self, circle, and society, I'm living in my purpose. I'm standing in integrity, and ultimately I'm having a positive impact on a deep level. What am I not saying right now out of fear? And one of my favorite council rounds is something we call the withhold round. So we might start with a check-in, which is like, all right, how's everyone feeling right now? And a lot of us will touch on something in that. You know, even young people, once they hear it modeled or see some folks showing up vulnerably, they'll touch something real. And if I sense that there's a shadow in the room just kind of lurking, sometimes I'll follow that second round with just a real quick, great. What's the story Or what's the statement or feeling that you showed up today unwilling to share? When you walked in the room, you looked around, and you're like, yeah, I'm definitely not telling them that. That's the round that I want to go to when I sense that people are really holding back, and it's kind of keeping that constraining energy around the whole circle. So for me, the question of what am I unwilling to share right now? What's the part of myself that I'm unwilling to see, that I'm unwilling to express? Because for me, that's usually the portal into the realness that's going to help heal myself and someone else. This is Alex Craighead, co-founder of Journeyman Institute, with his
0: big
3: questions. My name is Alex Craighead, and I am the co-founder of Journeyman Institute. We build compassionate, inspired, and resilient young men through nature-based rites of passage, ongoing mentorship, and community engagement. And in our work, we do a lot of introspection and looking within. And so there's definitely a few questions that we use that help guide our, our process for, for looking inward and for personal growth. Uh, one of which is really just asking ourselves, what's the story underneath the story? What parts of our experience and our, our lives and our story are we not sharing with others? And perhaps are we not sharing with ourselves? Also like to ask our guys what do they need to be good with themselves? What do I need to be good with myself? So often we struggle for self-love and self-care, and often sometimes that answer lies within. Also love to prompt our guys, what would it take to be good with your people? Recognizing that healing, forgiveness, and harmony within relationships is often hard to find and We like to encourage our guys to look for the answer and see how they can find harmony with the people in their lives. And finally, this last one is really about stretching ourselves and stepping into our growth growth zone and that discomfort edge that's going to move us forward. And that's really what's going to grow you forward in life. What will help you level up and step into that next phase, um, avoiding complacency or stagnancy and, and really stretching ourselves to, to be the best version of ourselves on a daily basis, that lifelong learner? So those are just a few of those questions that we like to prompt ourselves with and some of the guys that we work with in, in our work through Journeymen.
0: Next is Malik Banks. He is a 21-year-old king from Tacoma who never stepped foot in the wild until this trip and he went headfirst into a 10-day immersion in an environment where he was not comfortable. I was constantly impressed by his courage on our journey. My name is Malik Banks. I am a king who's filled with faith, love, and forgiveness. Um, A few questions that I ask myself to get that check-in is, how are you feeling? What do you plan on doing today? And how do you plan on finishing what you started? Is your life where you want it to be? And if not, then... How far is the stretch? And when you figure out how far the stretch is, then what do you need to do for you to be able to meet or go to that stretch without having to fill yourself up with too much or overwhelm yourself? I believe in everybody or anybody who chooses to listen to this. So just stay encouraged, always keep faith, and always love. And this is Ben Killian, a mentor, banjo extraordinaire, farmer, and soon-to-be father. Which
4: voice of me is speaking? Which voice of me am I identified with? I realize that I am a multiplicity. I am many, many people, (laughs) a composite. And at different times, different ones of me are talking. So I ask myself, who's talking right now? Some of them I've named. Matt just named the one the inner cynic, and I have one of those. Uh, I also have the resistor, the one who's resisting change, who's resisting um, stepping out of my comfort zone. I have the inner placator, the one who says, oh, everything's fine, don't worry, you're fine. Sort of a denial aspect of self. There's many of these, the list goes on and on, sub-personas, and just knowing who's, Who's with me is really important, and it helps me look at myself and and ask um, maybe what what kind of medicine I need at the moment to make sure that all of me can be present, not just one voice dominating. One of the questions that came up uh, during our time out on the land, and I mentioned it to you before we started recording was, you know do my experiences change change who i am fundamentally do these these actions that i take to to grow to see myself to go out into the world and have an extraordinary experience like do they have an effect or is it just a way of affirming affirming my existence affirming that um I I have friends that I'm here on this planet but more fundamentally am am I shifting as a
0: result of having these experiences. This is Walter Muller, the elder of our group,
5: a gifted storyteller and drum maker. My name is Walter Muller. And um I'm a man who's in love with life. For the last 60 years it has been an ever growing Savoring of the sweetness, deepening all the time. And much gratitude and appreciation for all of it. There is one that comes to mind here. Uh, Many years ago, one of my teachers in alternative medicine, uh, it was oriental medicine specific, had posed a question. And uh, the question came in something of a, a little bit of a story. It was more like a riddle and uh, the question started out with the basic introduction of, you know, unhealthy people tend to breathe with a certain pattern. There's a shoulder shrug, the shoulders move, not much else. The rest of the body is pretty much locked down. Unhealthy people, not such a good breathing pattern. Healthier people, he tells me, breathe with their shoulders as well as their chest they involve more of their body yeah, kind of a average sort of population this is where a lot of people are generally speaking the chest moves the shoulders move he says far healthier still he says there are people who breathe not only with their shoulders and their chest but also with their belly i thought yeah he's right that makes sense And then he offered another one, which really rocked my boat. He said, you know, an enlightened person, however, breathes not only with their shoulders and their chest and their belly, but also with their feet. And I was just in this very quizzical place about, What?! I mean, how can you possibly breathe with your feet? You know, I had just gone through almost a a year-and-a-half-long massage training and uh, cadaver work and uh, anatomy studies and all of this very intense physical uh, education. And, yeah, hey, it's the lungs that, that run the show. I mean... That's where we breathe. Clearly, that's the respiratory system. How could the feet possibly be involved? And so I found that this teacher kind of lobbed one over the fence for me. And as teachers go, you know, they're not spilling their guts. They're not telling you the answers. Hell, that's your homework. That's something you need to, you know, puzzle about. And, you know, for darn near 20 years, I've been in this head-scratching place about how do you breathe with your feet? And so I share this when I come together with other people and, and folks in circles sometimes because, you know, I come up with my own particular answers, but I'm not sure if they're correct. So I want to hear what somebody else comes up with. And maybe there's a little cross-pollination or a, a triangulation, perhaps, on what another answer could be. I look at different windows for the physical The emotional, the mental, the spiritual. Look through those lenses.
0: And last but not least is the youngest member of the journeyman staff from the quest that I went on. I don't currently know many 15-year-olds, but I was 15 once. And I can confidently say Luca Aprile is the most self-aware 15-year-old I've ever met. Just some quick context for his questions. I told the boys a story about how I felt as though I was wearing different masks as a boy. A mask for my friends, a mask for my family, but never showed my true face.
4: Some questions that stuck with me are, do you wear a mask? If so, when do you wear a mask? Why do you wear it? And do you wear different ones
0: with different people? I might as well throw some of my big questions into the pot. I'm Matt Walrath, a leader who asks for what I need and give myself permission to receive, and I speak my truth with love. I often ask myself simply, is this what serves me now? Whether it's what I'm doing, a belief I have, an identity I've picked up, or a relationship, I'll ask myself that question, does this serve me now? And then I'll take the time to listen to all of the brains that I've learned to listen to, my gut, my mind, my body, and my heart. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Beyond Macros podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you get more episodes just like this delivered directly to your podcast app every week. You can learn more about the Journeyman Institute and the work they do at journeyman.us. And if you are a parent of a boy in the Puget Sound region, I can't recommend a more important experience for your son than Journeyman's summer experiences. And don't forget, if you want to take advantage of the massive $269 discount on the Beyond Macros coaching program, and to learn more about what that program includes, head over to beyondmacros.com slash group. We also love when we get reviews on the show. And feel free to leave any feedback so we can keep on improving. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.